Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed. As always, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, you ready for vacation? Uh, yeah. I'm ready for it, but I'm not we're, ready for it. We're, hey, 4th of July is on us. We're dropping a new video this week, and then we're going on vacation for a little while. Yeah. We got some friends that are going down to Florida. We're going to, we're going to follow them down there and meet them down there, actually. And I'm hoping to stop in at the butcher shop and see uh, Kevin and Jordan mm-hmm. on our way through. Hopefully, we can swing that in maybe Sunday, I hope. Hopefully. But uh, let's talk about... No podcast next week. Yeah. It's 4th of July. It's, you should be out Just Take a week off. Yourself, yeah? You should be out cooking and not listening to podcasts, <laughs> right? We'll, we'll be back the, ne- the week after. Yeah. And we'll probably drop that. I don't know if we'll drop it early. We'll record it early because we've got to go to Kentucky that week, right? Mm-hmm. So, But... This week, it's all about cooking for 4th of July. Yep. We're going to talk about some of our favorite things, talk about the recipe we did this week. I just First, did, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just did some old school chicken, some chicken <laughs> plates, and they were fire. I ain't going to lie. Good. They were good. <laughs> they were good. It's um, hot outside. It was like, I mean, it was a real deal. I needed me a sweat rag, flanning flies. I mean, it was, I, I should have had some music. I didn't have any theme music going. I mean, it was we were missing people. We were missing music and a sweat rag. Yeah, and some the pool and a, good drink. <laughs> and a yeah. good drink. Yeah, you know, I wanted to throw a drink video in on that. I just didn't have time. It, it would have been hard for us to pull off four videos this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though the drink video is pretty short. Because we're dropping the sides too. Yep. The coleslaw and the barbecue baked beans. Oh, it's already dropped. Already. Well. Have you got them? Have you got them? Uh, by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're recording this because we're leaving Friday. But yeah. This is going to come out Friday. Um, That's the magic of uh, recordification. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, Swine Life's been doing some uh, videos. He did an old school rip. Uh, he did. He did. He, man, he, he, he broke out the sausage seasoning on him. I know. That is really his, that's his dad's thing. I don't know. When I first met Mark and Jamie Swine Life, they were cooking. They mainly were cooking butts for fundraisers. That's what they did. They had uh, their dad, Pops, Mr. Fake Williams, had bought a big uh, rotisserie old hickory, and they did a lot for churches, uh, softball teams, you know, just different organizations, fundraisers, anything, you know, come up. They would be the ones that cook some butts around Hernando area. And they, I don't know where he learned to do that from, but they always use sausage seasoning as their base instead of using like regular barbecue rub like everybody else was. And you think about it, it goes with pork. I mean, yeah. it does I mean, give it's it, made for pork. It does give it a little bit of an herbiness, but man, the bark that it puts on the outside is really good. So that was the first time I had it when they were doing it with butts yeah. back in the day. And then Mark, Mark brought it out on some ribs this week and they look good. I wish he'd have saved me some. He said they were good. Yeah, Emily was even eating them, so you know they had to be good. Yeah, I saw he put a picture up of her eating, eating down a slab. Yeah, but if y'all want some, um, he's done two now, and both of them are really good. Yeah, uh, well, the first one he did was a ribeye on a pellet grill. Yeah, and then now he's done the gateway drum, uh, baby back ribs, yeah. I guess, old school ribs. So go check, find Swine Life on YouTube and watch those videos. And get you some of that leg sausage seasoning. <laughs> He wouldn't like well, you'd you only get it like Piggly Wiggly or just a butcher shop will have packages yeah. of it. And it's, my mom used to buy it. She makes homemade sausages. All the butt trimmings and stuff that I save 
Or if I catch butts on sale, I'll give them to my mom, and she she grinds it all and mixes that sausage seasoning with. It. I've actually I'm working on a recipe now. It's kind of my version of it. To it just changes it up a little bit, makes it not as hot, but it's just good country sausage seasoning. We had some Sunday morning. I've never cooked it on barbecue. I've only had William style. No, I'm talking about your mom's sausage. Oh yeah, her homemade, homemade sausage, sausage. Yeah, and it is very good. She has it dialed. She's got in. it. She got it dialed in. It's very good. Sometimes when you do your homemade, yeah, when you do your homemade sausage, it can be bland, or you know, it just isn't. Or it can have too much sage, or not enough, yeah, not enough salt. She's got it just right where it's flavorful, but it's it's got it all wrote down. I mean, I I gave her the basis what I wanted, how we wanted to do it, and she's been tweaking on it for me. My mom's got a palate; she she can (laughs) she can taste something and break it down. Like if we go out, like I remember going out as a kid to restaurants, and they're. It might be a pie at a restaurant or something, and she's like, oh, I can make that. And she'd go back home and work at it until she got it. It was the, the I remember the one specific. It was like this layer, Reese's peanut buttery, not a, it wasn't like a pie, but it was almost like that husband's delight thing you make me. Yeah. But it was like, like a, a Reese's peanut butter dessert, version. Yeah. Man, it's so good. My mom nailed that one. So, barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken for the 4th of July. We've been calling it old school barbecue chicken, but what makes it? I don't know if it's old school. What it? We were talking about what could we do for Fourth of July and what it meant to us. Yeah, and I always remember, you know, growing up, Fourth of July used to be. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it still is for some families, but a lot of us are all scattered out. Some of us ain't here anymore, and we don't we don't get to hang out with our you know families like we used to on Fourth of July. But for us, it was always. A huge picnic. We might do it at somebody's house. We might go to a lake or a park or something. But there was always a big grill. It was always full. I mean, mainly, chicken was what we fed the masses. Yeah. I mean, everybody did ribs. There'd be burgers and dogs and all that stuff. But I remember grills full of barbecue chicken. Like big and it, black grills. Yeah. With they the were, grates full. Most of the time, they were homemade-type grills. Yeah. They weren't anything fancy by any means. It was something somebody's dad had cut a pipe and put yep. a piece of expanded metal on and turned it into a grill. May have been on an axle. May have just been somebody's <laughs> yard, you know. But and it took forever for the chicken to oh, get yeah. done because they kept opening it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they didn't have lids. Yeah. I just remember them cooking chicken, <laughs> and and it was the it was classic barbecue chicken. And they always mopped it. Always it constantly had a had a mop going of some basting sauce or liquid. Yep. And then at the end, they'd start saucing it when that chicken got about done. And they would just start baking and caramelizing and grilling that sauce on. And it just got, you didn't have to have a marinade or injections or cook it in butter or all that. The skin was delicious on it. Yeah. It wasn't crispy skin. It may not have been bite through at all times, but it was delicious. <laughs> yeah. You ate every bit of it. <laughs> and that's that was the chicken that I was going for. It was kind of that 4th of July chicken from my childhood. Yeah. You and that's why, yeah. And I come from dad. the old school, so... <laughs> Well, I remember my mom and dad grilling, you know, my, my mom making the beans and the slaw and my dad be out there and our uncles or aunts or whoever was doing all this stuff. That was, that was 4th of July to me. And it, man, it, those are some good old days. Well, I remember also, I mean, that was just what people cooked for church functions and chicken plates. Yeah. You're right. Oh, well, where I was, where I was raised, like people would do fundraisers and they would sell chicken plates. So when you say chicken plate, that's what I think of. It's a leg quarter. Um, two sides, always beans, and usually either slaw or mashed potatoes and some type of roll. Or potato salad. Or Yeah, potato salad. Yeah. And uh, 
it would be five dollars. You know, five dollar chicken, chicken plate, better KFC. Yeah, my mom would always buy them because it might be the Lions Club doing it, fire department, might be yeah. the high school, you know, raising money. But we would always, you know, every. I remember chicken plates and spaghetti dinners. Yeah, yeah, we two fundraisers. But when you say chicken plate, I think of that five dollar chicken plate. So I knew that for the video, I wanted to do a grill full of chicken, and so I just went and bought. My my first thing was I'm gonna get these old chickens and cut them up. And I was like, no, nah, they sell they sell these chickens already <laughs> cut up. So I got like three packs of you know a whole cut up chicken, some extra wings because I like the wings, and some extra legs because Michael likes the legs. And just it was just pieces. I mean, all the pieces of chicken. I had everything except the necks and backs. <laughs> <laughs> and if they would have been in there, I'd have cooked them too. Somebody, don't think I'm too don't think I'm too low to eat a chicken back. <laughs> It's a good you, meat on chicken back. They don't have they don't trim that uh, uh thigh out right. It's got that little uh, oyster of the thigh ah. tucked off in there. It's kind of like the tenderloin back there in the chicken. So that's a good piece of meat. Mm-hmm. But do the you next throw it thing, up there and grill it just like everything else? Chicken backs. Yeah, yeah. Why not? There's meat on it. Don't waste it. I mean, I'm not turning my nose up. Some I'm people just... eat chicken feet, chill. Would you eat a chicken foot? Uh, I mean, if it's deep fried, you might try it. I don't know. Imagine that old nail. I always nails. say I'd at least. <laughs> <Tough. laughs> <laughs> My great grandmother, if she made chicken and dumplings, there was chicken feet up there. There'd be some feet in there. was some real free range chickens. They were as free as they could get until she called them, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> but no, so my next thing was what grill am I going to cook it on? And I was like, well, I'd cook it on the Weber, throw it on the drum. I was like, no, nah, I need something bigger. So I broke you out Miss Jolene. Yeah. Got Jolene, pushed her out of the garage and. Uh, fired her up, put, you know, started out with some royal oak lump charcoal and then started adding some post oak wood and just got her running about 275. I didn't really care at the temp. I just ran it. It's about 275, 300. I'd stick a stick on her every 45 minutes or so. And I filled that chick, that grill up on the far side. I had, I had a pan of beans closer to the fire, but I put, I don't know, I didn't even count how many pieces of chicken it was. It was a bunch. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I started, I made up a chicken rub. I took my AP and just added some other seasonings to it and it was good it was a good chicken rub it was but you could use any rub man you could put anything you, you want you just, salt and pepper that's what i said you could have just done a old yeah. uh, what old sausage seasoned chicken would be <laughs> <laughs> sausage seasoned that might be something for mark williams to try <laughs> that's his but, next video uh, trying out these new earbuds and just jumped out of my ear but anyway um we put them on and just started cooking them and i mixed up a mopping sauce and had to get old had to get old school mop mm-hmm. like cotton mop and it was a I use that mop. It's not just for chicken. It, I, I use the zesty Italian dressing, like the Kroger, the cheap. This recipe was all about using the cheap stuff. You didn't have to use anything fancy. It could be. It's just barbecue chicken. It's supposed to be. The whole premise was very traditional, yeah. old school. Whatever you got, like you had make the growing chicken. Up, yeah. And who don't have a bottle of Italian dressing from yeah. some you know cheap bottle in their refrigerator for probably been in there a year? <laughs> I didn't strain it. I just added it to the the pot or whatever you're putting it in. But I uh, took, I always pull the little plug out of the bottle, dump it in, and then start to sink water as hot as I can get it. And then go like two or three bottles of that in there, mix in some rub, a little bit of barbecue sauce. It could be, it's the cheap, use the cheap barbecue sauce, like, you know, whatever you got on sale for a dollar, the craft or sweet baby Ray, whatever they're running around for 4th the of mom. July. Everybody's got it on 4th of July. Yeah. Throw that in there, a little bit of soy, a little bit of Worcestershire, mix it up. The hot water will melt that rub a little bit and then just go to mopping. And I had the idea, and I still, 
I just remember this. I always remember them keeping a pan or something on the smoker. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. and they have that have their mopping liquid there, and a lot of times it had lemons and stuff floating in it. You know, that's all <laughs> oh, kind of stuff. Whatever. They're probably, they're probably putting beer in it. Who knows what all? Yeah. Back then, that people were using, but uh, it was that would have been a good idea. Just leaving the mopping liquid right there on the. Uh, you could have done that. Could yeah. have. I just didn't want to get that mop and drip it all over Jolene. I like yeah. keeping her clean as I can. <laughs> But I did put my sauce on there. So after we mopped it and we flipped the chicken and got some smoke to it. So the whole premise is just season it, get it on the pit, run it about 275, 300. It's indirect heat. You're not right over the coals, but could you do it over the coals? Yeah, if they're far enough away. Yeah. We're not really grilling the chicken. It is barbecue chicken. It's smoked. I mean, you know, it's it's cooked at a higher temp. But it cooks on both sides. It really gets some good grill color on it. It gets charry. And then when it gets about done, I just mixed a bottle of my barbecue sauce with a bottle of my vinegar sauce and put that in a pot over on the side and let it warm up and started mopping that on and flipping and mopping and flipping until the temps hit. And it's 165 for the white meat and everything else. I really don't care because <laughs> I mean, you don't want to cook it to it's like 210 degrees internal, but you can take a thigh or a leg or even a wing up to, you know, 195 to 200. Man, they're going to be juicy and they're going to so, be tender. The bones will jump out. And they did. Man, yeah. when I bit into that leg, now I tasted the leg and it, and I was like, well, Jesus. this is the moment of truth. <laughs> and it wasn't injected or anything. That was just cooked on the offset and juice was just running out. It was so good. And then I got a wing and it just, man. And then even the breasts were good, you know? Yeah. So I mean, we made some chicken plates. We fed some friends some chicken plates with it. <laughs> But um, so you could do it on any grill. You could do it on any grill. You really could. Yeah. It's just simple barbecue chicken, and you know a lot of people don't do that style enough. We yeah. get all hung up on this trying we to want to get it fancy, inject and, and yeah. brine and cook it in butter and get the skin just right. Especially and, with us being so, from a competition yeah, world, sometimes you, know? you just need to appreciate the older times and do that. Do do just some barbecue chicken. And it was real smoky, you know, like not, but in a good way, you know. You could taste that post oak, but it wasn't, it wasn't overpowering, but you could taste the seasoning. You could taste the sauce. The mop kept it really juicy. And I think that's really what makes it so good. It's just slow cooked and it took about, I don't know, three hours, 15 minutes, something like that, a little over. I could have sped it up, but we were taking pictures. 25 to 30 minutes, you were turning it and mopping it or glazing it it or whatever. And you At know, point, the skin, you, none of the skin just really blew up or, uh-uh. or came off or uh-uh. burn up or anything. It turned out. I mean, Some of them kind of shrank up a they little. They always do it on the legs a little bit, but the, the breath, much. yeah, everything else, it looked so great. So when did you decide like, okay, that's enough mop. I'm ready to start glazing. When it, when those uh, breasts were getting about 155, I knew they had about 10 more degrees. And really it's that last. How do you know? I would say the last 25% when it of the cook. Looking good. <laughs> yeah, man, chicken's about, now to me, it's, it's, it's all about look. When it starts looking right and I've flipped it and I'm tired of flipping it and mopping it, it's time <laughs> to start saucing it and getting it ready. And that's how it always went. Usually, usually it's about 12 pack in. If you're at, if you're at the picnic. Well, <laughs> depends on what time you start to cook chicken grill. <laughs> I mean, how the songs. Between you and your buddy, or yeah, yeah, whoever's helping you. Not, not just me. I I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't drink twelve, twelve ultras. Come on now, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But yeah, whenever, whenever it's time to 
you, you want to start switching ready. to whiskey, you need to go. <laughs> you need to be saucing before it gets out of hand, or it's time to switch to the DX whiskey or whatever, whatever it is your drink choice is that day. You know, I really wanted to make a, a lemon. Like I always, like we went to your. I was going to talk about stories, but you know, or art Fourth of July experiences. But I remember your granddad's or papa's homemade lemonade being mm-hmm. so good, and so I was like, man, I need to do an adult version of that, and and so I. I actually made some up over the weekend while we were hanging out, and I just didn't. I didn't get to the doing the video on it. Maybe next. Maybe next time. It yeah. might be a good something to throw in in the summer. But just, just that lemonade recipe. Yeah. you can mix up and you know. Oh yeah, that's a good one for share the, with the kids. Mm, yeah, that's family friendly. I had Michael help me make that part of it. And we started adding the Tito's. Now that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was later on that's in funny. the evening. Yeah, sneak up on you. Um. But you know, to me, you need. When I think about cooking this style chicken, you need that barrel cooker. <laughs> Just a half barrel. Yeah, like, yeah you need yeah. that big old barrel. If I had cooker. one of those. I'd have fired it up. So it'd have been perfect for it. Like my dad's old mm-hmm. grill. Because um, then you get some drippage on the coals. You know. Yeah. What yeah. would you call that? Like an event grill or? Yeah, a, it's just it's an old fifty-five gallon drum barbecue yeah. grill is what we always called them. There used to be a lot of them floating around. Then people started putting offset boxes on them, and then they started the cheaper, thinner smokers started showing up. And you don't really see those fifty-five gallon drums turned sideways anymore. They used to. You do in Jamaica. Yeah, <laughs> all those guys cook on them. There used to be one in the um, back parking lot of every church around. Here. Yeah, everybody had one. Yeah. You got fancy. You got two of them welded together. <laughs> Hundred ten yeah. gallon cooker. That's the one ten model. <laughs> Did it make a mess on the grill? Uh, not too bad. I mean, too bad. It, all that sauce caramelizing yeah. on. Oh man, I need to go clean Jolene. I didn't do that yesterday. Yeah, need to wash her out good, get her hot you again. Need your apprentice. We need to. You can yeah. get an apprentice. I'm looking for a student. I need a. We're looking no. for a, yeah. <laughs> the right individual. That's right. Who enjoys barbecue the grilling lifestyle? Yes. <laughs> Somebody enjoys cleaning grills. Preferably someone younger, <laughs> strong back, um, strong mind too. Though I don't need no mobile. <laughs> um, you know the skin, like you talked about, was a little tougher. I, I wouldn't say it's tough. It. I mean, it's got a little more integrity. Yeah, I don't know. I but don't I didn't mind have a problem it. with that yeah. at all. It was delicious. Heck yeah. It gets. I like a chicken skin, a barbecue like, chicken skin. That's like no other. Yeah, and when that sauce kind of, it's not. It doesn't burn. But it really, yeah, really caramelizes mm-hmm. dark on some edges of the skin. That's the best part, that right around the, the edges. Part. Yes, it was good. Would you do anything differently? No, cook some more of it. Cook some more of it. Nothing you yeah. change. Mm-mm. So um, one thing no, I mean, you could do, you can do all kinds of stuff with this barbecue chicken. If you want to change the rubs up, change the sauces up, you know, do a white sauce instead of the. Keep just Ooh, yeah. that would be good. Just kept cooking it. Don't start saucing it. Just kept mopping it till it was done. And then at the Let end, brown and crispy. yeah, and then put the put the white sauce dunk on Heck it. God, yeah. that'd been good. I saw somebody post a picture of um, that'd have been good for the floor too. Meat church, I guess he started He's, selling yeah, the yeah, white it, sauce. Yep. It was a really good looking platter of barbecue uh, chicken quarters covered in that white, white sauce. sauce. That's good. And you also cooked some um, red skins. <laughs> red skin sausage. I was, I was like, what else can I throw on here? I walked through Kroger and I saw this brand of sausage. What was it? Magnolia. 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 I never had those. And who don't like a good red skin sausage barbecued up? Yeah. It was good. Man, it was good. I liked it better than the Circle B brand that you normally buy yeah. of red skins. 
It's kind of high. It's five dollars for five sausages. Dang. Dollar a piece. But. There's still one in the fridge. Is it? Yeah, I keep eyeballing it. Man, is there any slaw left? Like Redskin nah. slaw dog. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Might be dinner. But um, so we used the chicken to make a chicken plate. You know what I need to do? And that just plate. hit me. I need to do some of those Redskin sliders, like they do with that little place oh, in Jackson. Yeah, 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 like the apple. They do the, apple city or something. Something apple tree in or whatever. Yeah. It is. something like that. But that's where they sell the pig ear sandwiches. Pig ears yeah. and Redskins. Oh, that'd be a good one. That would be a good one. You split them and butterfly them, kind of. Yeah, throw a slaw on there. Mm-hmm. I, Who wouldn't like that? Heck yeah. Um, but I did the beans. Yeah. Barbecue baked beans. This was standard issue. Got to have the showboat baked beans. That's kind of my mom always used. Nothing fancy. Did y'all eat showboat? Did y'all eat pork and beans just out of the can? No. Man, we grew up eating pork and beans. Nice. They didn't even get warm sometimes. They were just pork and beans out of the can. You might have a bologna sandwich and pork and beans. That was like fishing food. You had a can up in your tackle box, take a, some white bread and some bologna, maybe some, probably no cheese, just maybe some mustard, no mayo. And then uh, that was it, pork and beans. But that's what I used for Wait, these. Wait, a pork and bean sandwich? No, Hold you on. just ate the pork and beans as oh, a side okay. dish. Okay. <laughs> out of the can. Out of the can. Well, what about veiny sausages? That's what I think about oh, when I think of yeah. fish food. Yeah, veiny sausages too. Yeah, crackers. I like the hot sauce ones. Crackers yeah. or veiny mm-hmm. sausages? Plain veiny sausages split in half. <laughs> Saltine crackers. And a, one dressing? little smear of dressing. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. where you're going with that. I would not do that to save the world. You've never eaten... Nope, not viney and mayonnaise. Really? You've never had a Hot saltine sauce. mayonnaise mm. and a viney split in half. Mm. It's like a redneck appetizer. I guess it is, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you've never had that. <laughs> uh, we're fixing to leave here and go buy a can of viney. Are we? Is that what we're going to have for dinner? <laughs> no, but I started with showboat beans, viney onion. We're getting off track here talking about viney. It's okay. Is it Vienna or Vi- we call them Vienna? Oh, we call them Vienna. <laughs> yeah, but we're from Mississippi, so we could call them. Is it something else? I never knew that. It's probably Vienna or something, yeah. something Italian, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, the beans yeah. are easy. Beans were brown sugar, onion, mustard, ketchup. Got to have that. Barbecue seasoning, barbecue sauce. That's once again use the cheap stuff. Yes. Whatever's on sale, or whatever you want to clear out. See, that's the best time. When I'm doing stuff like that, I'm using these old bottles, older bottles of rub that I've had open, older bottles of sauce that, you know, or may combine some sauces. That's yeah, whatever's get into in the, the fridge. Yeah. And well, because I'm cooking it in and I'm not trying to waste my expensive stuff on that, I'm going to use that for, for something I'm glazing or a special sauce I'm making up or if I'm doing ribs or something. I'm a true believer that the cheaper barbecue sauce is better in baked beans because it's mom, all going to cook down and come together anyway. My mom and dad never used a sauce straight out of the bottle. They would, we would buy, she would buy whatever's on sale. Like, you know, when they run the yeah. craft, all their different brands or, or whatever or, for a dollar. What's the one? Bullseye. Then, yeah. My mom likes yeah. that one. Yeah. Well, she'd take that, but she'd always doctor it. She called it doctoring sauce up. And you know, there was no recipe. Yeah. It was whatever was on hand was fix to make this sauce and taste it until it was, yep, that's yeah. it. And that's what salt, was going. Needs, needs a little of this. Needs yeah. a little that. Yeah. yeah. But we just put that's those it, beans together know. and, uh, Strain the pork and beans, get that juice off because you're putting more juice on them with the barbecue sauce and ketchup mm-hmm. and everything. Um, put them on the pit and forget about them. I mean, that's the best, that's the best thing to do with those. There's no like, Oh, you got to cook them at 250 for two and a half hours. No, yeah. I was cooking chicken. The pan of beans was over near the fire. 
I'd take a look at them. I didn't stir them. I didn't do anything. I just let them sit there and get happy. Yeah. Smoke, heat, and those beans were awesome. They're very good. I was like, man. Because, you know, I do the apple pie baked beans. I do the baked beans with all the meat in it and the bacon or whatever. I've got a bunch of different bean recipes I cook. I know, but those those are my favorite. The simple baked beans are my favorite. Or it just tastes like good old baked beans you get at a barbecue joint. And at Memphis and May, Cattleman sponsors Memphis and May, so every team gets... I don't know, so many gallons. 15 jugs. gallons if yeah. you want. As many, or 15, up to 15 gallon jugs of different Cattleman's barbecue sauce. And every year I make a point to get it because the one of them, there's a couple of them that are pretty good, but they are perfect baked bean sauce. Yeah, they got that Carolina Gold that's good for that's making for meatballs. meatballs. Yeah. They got that Mississippi Honey. That, that's, that's what, what I we like. put in the beans. Yeah, that's what I like in the beans. I think they had a sweet. Was it Sweet Memphis or something? Yeah, and maybe a Kentucky bourbon. Mm, nah, that one's a little strong. Yeah. Heck, their original Cattleman's isn't bad, just for... Yeah, for beans. For beans. Yeah. But anyway, so we made the beans, and I like, I like they them cook, better than all those I took others. them off for about two and a half hours. Yeah. About 30 minutes. Can you minutes. overcook them? Yeah, yeah. They'll you go mushy. too far. They, yeah. And I hate that on a bean. You know, I mean, you need to watch them. Don't worry about there ain't no temping beans, <laughs> but they just you want them to be you know you want them to still have some consistency, but soak it and thicken up some, so you're bubbling out some of that moisture that's in there. But you'll up. take them to a point where that bean just the beans everything in that's fully cooked except the onion, so it's giving its flavor to it. So when the onions get soft and the beans thicken up a little, they're done. And they get some smoke, but they'll cook yeah. till they're just a mush, like a I'm not a dry mush, but most a lot of that moisture will still cook out and they'll be kind of. You can almost cut them out like casserole. Those ain't good. <laughs> I've had them like that. Um, you know, if you threw like half a pound of some leftover pulled pork oh, up in yeah, those beans. Set them on. And it I, tastes like a Top's barbecue at that mm-hmm. point. No, those are better than Top's. <laughs> those are better. They were good. They were seasoned up real good. I like putting, what one thing we did growing up was you put raw bacon in your baked beans. Mm-hmm. And I said something to you about that, but you weren't that crazy about that idea. <laughs> my mom used to lay it over the top and cook them. Yeah. Cook them in the oven a lot of times. I mean, the bacon gets done. Yeah. It's just kind of it gives flimsy. It, yeah. And it just kind of gives the flavor. Would you take that bacon out? Or yeah, you, you take the bacon out or you don't, you know, somebody See, I like, might like to eat I like kind of cooking it first and getting most of the fat off of it. Because the thing I remember when doing it with the bacon on top, I like to eat a cold baked bean, but when that bacon grease gets in there, you know, it, it starts to solidifies and makes them greasy. Yeah. And so, so it's not like I don't if like you're that. Eating them hot. Yeah. yeah. But when you do cook bacon, you cook it a little bit. You don't have to cook it till it's, you know, well done bacon, crispy. Just get it cooked some brown and then chop it up, and put it in there and mix it in good. They even said, Bushes has some like bacon and brown sugar baked beans mm-hmm. they sell. I wouldn't. But I'm pretty sure it's got like chunks of bacon. Yeah. Like a cube. Like slab bacon kind? Yes. Okay. Chunks of slab bacon is what it looks like. Man, that Wright's brand bacon that was that a slab piece would make some good baked beans. Yeah. Like you did those bacon burning ends. So then you did a saw, which you took that. I mean, that's the same basic slaw recipe that's already on the mm-hmm. website. Um, I just never had a video for it. Yeah. So. And we used we used fresh cabbage instead that of was championship fresh cabbage. <laughs> it was. We normally use bag cabbage, but we happen to have a monster head of cabbage. Michael, so he's in third grade, and they had like at the end of the year was it back in the spring? They sent home this plant. If you wanted to sign up for it, you got this cabbage plant, and your thing was to grow it and then take a picture and turn it in for 
I guess, and you, you got to take it back in first of school year. Yeah. So his take just harvested, and we'd had this thing growing. We started it out and coming in like a little. It was a little Bonnie. Plant. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a little then, Bonnie. Plant. I think Bonnie's the one that's sponsoring yeah. this. It's like a scholarship. So we put it competition. Well, you put it in a big plot or a pot first. Yeah, like a clay pot. And then my mom and dad came by one day and they said, you know, we got to take this to the country where they grow their garden. And let's reset it out there. Is this pot isn't big enough to grow this? It's not going to grow a big head of cabbage. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, well, can we miracle grow it? <laughs> and so my mom's like, yeah, I can mix up, you know, what I put on my maters and all that. So they put it in the ground out there. And this thing, it got as big as a beach ball. It was huge. It was a monster cabbage. And so we cut it and it shell vacuum sealed like half of it. The other well, half. First we grated it or you know, shredded, shredded it all. It. Yeah. 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 I wish we'd have took a picture of all of it. Like shredded up like a mount, cabbage mount. <laughs> we need to put that picture on Instagram for the, the, cabbage. the cabbage and what it was. I didn't take a picture of it all shredded. But, but yeah. I'm talking about with Michael out there. Yeah, yeah, the, I will. At the farm, <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> but um, but that was what was special about that But we coleslaw. took about two bags worth of, of coleslaw. Coleslaw, yeah. And you stirred the cabbage. Yeah. If it was, it would be and a large head if you yeah, shredded it. Yeah, yeah. What we said a large yep. head would be. Man, super simple. Mayo, sugar, some apple cider vinegar, a little salt, pepper, and celery seed. Mix up your dressing separate. T- put all the shredded cabbage or your bag coleslaw in a Ziploc bag. Dump the dressing in there. Mix it around. Throw it in the fridge for an hour. And then it's ready to go. I think, to me, the um, the bag tip is really key. Heck, yeah. Because you can take that bag, and we use a two-and-a-half gallon. Is it two-and-a-half gallon? Yeah, two-and-a-half gallon. I think Hefty's the brand. Mm-hmm. You could have done Ziploc. it in a one-gallon. But if, yeah, it probably would have. If you were doing just one bag, like a single. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, you can throw it. In you a- can cut that sauce recipe down, too. Yeah. If you're doing a smaller amount of cabbage. I think one of the, what are one of those bags, 10 or 12 ounces. Something like that. Something like that. I cut, cut the dressing in half. Really, the dressing's kind of to touch, to eye. And if you wanted to, you could strain it. when you know, Use tongs when you take it That's out of the bag. Like leave some of the liquid in the bag. Because coleslaw, cap, fresh cabbage is definitely going to give up a ton of moisture. Mm-hmm. Once you put the sugar, it kind of macerates it. It pulls out all the, the vinegar and the sugar pulls out the moisture in that cabbage. So it's going to make a lot of liquid. That's another thing that's good with the bag is I can take the bag and you could throw it in a cooler and take it. Oh, yeah. You can throw it in the fridge and it takes up less room than a bowl, whatever you want to do. And then when it's time to serve it, once it's been in there for like an hour, I take it and either drain it out of the bag or like use tongs and leave the juice in mm-hmm. the bag. And a lot of times we'll uh, mix up that dressing Ahead of time, either put it in a jar or you've even vacuum sealed it. Mm-hmm. Like make a small pouch, vacuum seal it, take it to the, wherever you're going and mix it and just throw it back in the cooler for a couple of hours and then take it out and serve it. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do at all our events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime you get a coleslaw at an event that's not my house, <laughs> it's been, um, I've made a, a dressing and it'll go in a mason jar and go in a Ziploc, you know, a vacuum seal bag and go anything. And then, you got the cabbage or whatever um, in another bag, and you just mix it together in a big two-and-a-half-gallon Ziploc bag. Shake it up, toss it That's around, it. throw it in the, back in the cooler for an hour. It's time to serve. That's it. We said that. What? <laughs> you went back over it. Sorry. <laughs> but would you been- say that was classic coleslaw? Extra classic coleslaw. Extra classic. And beans and chicken. Yeah. And you can use a bag. We'll break uh, out the classics. The bag slaw for that recipe. You can grab you two or three bags and use it for that recipe instead of 
you know, chopping your whole cabbage. What would your old school rib video be? Maybe that's one we need to do. Whole spare ribs. You've done that Put on one. a pit. Just and I think you called it old school, and I think you did it last yeah. year for 4th of July. Really? Yeah. That's a good one. Because <laughs> somebody was like, that's a cool video, but you really didn't teach me nothing. You like... <laughs> I'm you sorry. Just... <laughs> it was being nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. It was like a slab of ribs, rub, smoker. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I needed more entertaining uh, what really goes on while you're cooking ribs that way. That's what you need. <laughs> that's what we need some extra footage of, B-roll. You want to stand around and look at them, drink beer. <laughs> Real-time barbecue <laughs> Real-time, <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea, really. What goes on behind the scenes? Man, them look good. <laughs> well, that's you, where it's really fun. Honestly, to, that's where it's fun. The eating part's not that fun. You let me tell you, um, when you said old-school rib recipe, I'm thinking first you boil them. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. think we didn't have those back when I was a kid. <laughs> They would break out a big pot, mm-hmm. and they get and they not don't boil. They don't boil them like a slab. It was like cut them up in two bone pieces, and they they get the they buy the My whole spare the, ribs, whole slab. cut the you know breastbone the knuckles off, hatchet them up into pieces, cut the slab into pieces. All of it was about the same size piece. Parboil them and like I don't know what all they put in there. They had all kinds of stuff in there. They boil them, take them out, and put them on the grill. Start seasoning them as they was on the grill, you know. <laughs> season one side, flip them. What season they season them with? I don't know. I bet it had number five in it back then. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee it had number five. That was what was going. And then uh, at the end, they would do the start char glazing them mm-hmm. like I did that chicken. And there might be chicken on one side and ribs on the other. It'd be. I need to find some old pictures like that. Yeah. See if my mom's got the photo. I remember those ribs being more like brownie. I don't know what the hell. If you had them now, you'd probably say like they suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's not ribs, and it is. I mean, you know, it's city. I guess that's city folk. I don't know what it is. I, people didn't know how to. I mean, they weren't smoking ribs like that, yeah. like we do now. Well, we think of you know, we take it for granted how we cook ribs now and just make them, fall, you know, falling off yeah. the bone, smoked perfection, all the good seasonings and everything put on them. But. Well, it's a lot harder to manage one of those older pits for six, seven yeah. hours. And they could boil those at home, bring them out to where they're cooking them. and Have them done in two or three. Maybe that's why people did it. Yeah. I don't know. I do not advise it. <laughs> if you wanted to go way back, go ahead and try it. But One thing we did throw on there, um, we threw some sweet fire, killer hog sweet fire pickles. Yep. Which is rolls. rolls. That's a chicken. I'd pay $5 for mm-hmm. that. Man, that's a $10 chicken plate. It is now. Inflation's... <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Now it's like plate. a twelve dollar chicken yeah, plate. It is. But back in the day, it's five dollars. It was five dollars. Yeah. Turned out good though. Yeah, it really did. And that's something for everybody to do on Fourth of July. Yeah. I mean, if you don't do school. anything, barbecue you some chicken, make you some beans and slaw. <laughs> and you can get all thighs, all wings, yeah, all yeah. Do all breasts if you wanted to. Ugh. You don't like the breasts like that, huh? I mean. It's your least favorite part. Yeah, it's the least flavorful, least juicy. Those were pretty juicy. We got so now we got a big bag of pulled chicken too because we pulled a lot of. Yeah, we had and we're because we did two batches. You know what I'm gonna do that? Some gumbo, chicken and sausage gumbo. We pulled it, vacuum sealed it, threw it in the freezer. Mm -hmm. Took took people some and put some up. You could do a video on gumbo. Mm -hmm. You have a good gumbo recipe. I do. That would be a good idea. I've never done that. That's to me more Chambla, of a gumbo, fall red recipe. beans and rice. Yeah, I've got all those I do that are yeah. really good. 
So I thought we would talk about, since next week is 4th of July, mm-hmm. and everybody cooks out for 4th of July, that we talk about yeah. 4th of July. That's it. We've kind of rolled right into that, because that's <laughs> what we've been talking about. What is your... what? So... Y'all always did a huge 4th of July. You yeah. made our families look to shame because I guess y'all invited everybody in town or the whole county or whatever down yeah. in Rankin County. Yes. And it would be hundreds of people. It would be hundreds of people easily. I yeah. got to go one time. I think we did it when I, we were, I hadn't done it in years. Yeah. Well, since my dad passed away, we kind of don't do it as much anymore. Yeah. My grandparents don't do it. My grandparents have gotten older and my dad helped out so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Anyway, so they would invite, I think it just started off as they would get together and my dad and his brothers and stuff would cook a whole hog. And then slowly they started inviting people and more people got invited. And then it just became like a standing. Political. Yes. All the preachers came. Anybody wanted to come and eat a plate. Yeah. And bring a dish. And so they would take a cotton trailer, which how long, how, how long's a cotton trailer? I don't know. I'd imagine 30, 38 feet, 40 yeah, feet, probably, something like that. Yeah. They'd take a cotton trailer and put it in my grandma's backyard, take the sides off, you know, throw butcher paper on the, on the, you floor, know, on whatever, the floor yeah. of the cotton trailer and everybody would bring a dish and you line, line them, up. them up on the cotton trailer and they'd do cat fried catfish. They'd cook a whole hog. They'd smoke a couple goats. They'd cook, grill a couple lambs. It was everything. Yeah. Corn, watermelon. Homemade ice cream. Oh, homemade peach. Your, your grandmother made the best yeah. something. Still, I don't know if she's Sweet made it in a while. Lemonade. Homemade lemonade. That was how, that was how Fourth of July was supposed to be done. Yeah, and as a kid growing up, um, you know, we would be down there. I think that's where I got like my love of hosting and hospitality and entertaining from because we would be down there having to help set up days know? before. Yeah, yeah. Making tea like two or three days before, <laughs> saving all the milk jugs. We saved milk jugs for the whole year. Everybody in the family saved milk jugs the whole year. Just to, to eat, make tea. So we could make tea. How many gallons of tea do you think they'd make? Oh, gosh. No telling? Yeah, 30 probably. Yeah. Because yeah. back then you didn't have Milo's you could go buy in the store, you know? Yeah. You had did, to make tea. Good. Yeah, so we'd make tea days in advance. And, yeah. I think, But I think that's where I got, you know. I bet it is. Yeah. And we'd have to set up and mow grass and do this and, you know. Get chairs. And yeah. And we would always use those. What do you call those? The big, the things that you um, put electrical wire around. The big spools. Yeah. yeah those yeah, big yeah. wooden spools. We'd have to roll them out from the the um, barn and roll them down the hill to my grandma's <laughs> backyard and set them up. And that's those where you the put. Tables? Well, no, that's where you put um, your lemonades and your, 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 those big orange, um, Igloo coolers. Igloo coolers with the spouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where you line those up and put the drinks and the cups and the ice creams and things like that. There was no tables. It was bring your own lawn chair and eat. Oh, and you your had lap. in your lap. Yeah, yeah. stand around. Man, those are good old days. <laughs> well, we went to another one that your cousins hosted. Remember, yeah. they tried to keep. It, they kept it going. It For wasn't a as years, big. Yeah. It was big, but it wasn't as big. We took barbecue one year. Yeah, you cook shoulders. I wanted to take the hog cooker down there and do hogs sometime. I just hadn't. We've always been, you know, something else going on now. Yeah. So crazy. But I want to bring that back. Fourth of July cook-off somewhere. Like Not a, a competition, just a get-together. Everybody bring a side dish. Bring a dish, and let's just get together and cook a little bit of everything. We just need to find a venue. 
So yeah, you, you got to come to my family's event a couple times. Yeah, I thought you just came one. The big one once. The oh, other okay. ones were just yeah, cousins yeah. that were doing it. That one was not the original. Yeah, it was great, but it wasn't yeah. the original. Ours was a lot different. We just did. I mean, we did it usually at somebody's house or went to the park or a lake somewhere, and it was more just barbecue and everybody bring something and picnic style. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't. And how cook. many people would be there? Is it just your it was immediate just family. family? Yeah, well, not immediate family. I mean, my mom Whoever. had a big family, and yeah. they'd always invite people. So there might be Neighbors thirty people, and, thirty yeah. or forty people. I just remember there being a ton of kids. We always played ball or went swimming or yeah, we always there played was horseshoes, yeah. horseshoe pit, and we did all that. Then uh, kids would play hide and seek. That was always fun, but we always ate good. Yeah, I mean, there was some good food. I mean, it was always usually chicken and ribs and burgers, hot dogs. And, Somebody would always sides. do a cake in the shape of an American flag. We didn't have that. Or, you I don't know, think. I don't remember. You know, I don't really remember the desserts. I guess it might have been cobblers or something because we, watermelon was always the thing. Well, yes. They would just bring out watermelon. We'd have table we picnic tables full of the. But you know, they weren't the same kind of watermelons we had now. They're just the short, stubby watermelons. These were like yeah, and they'd cut them into massive, big boats, and yes. you get this big wedge of a boat of a watermelon. They'd have them all like iced down in these big. Coolers, yeah, that you was know. the key. Yeah. To cut the cold watermelon yeah. on July fourth. Yeah. We'd cut them usually some on July third because our family's thing was so big. We would start the night before. My daddy would fry catfish for everybody and the immediate family, and um, you know, it's people that helped us. Some real close friends, co- close people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd come and we do catfish and watermelons yeah, the night before. Yeah, yeah. Just family, some good times, man. Yeah, but that's Fourth of July to me, and I mean. I th- you know, you probably got to cook some chicken, got to cook some ribs. And the ribs, you know, I don't do the fancy ribs for 4th of July. No. It's just good old eating ribs. You throw a whole slab, a whole uh, a whole rack on there, knuckles and all. Knuckles and all. Just let it cook. Let it cook till it's falling, falling off the, that's where you're cooking the falling <laughs> off the bone ribs. You might sauce them a little bit for somebody that wants it, but mainly it's just about the seasoning and the smoke. Have you ever cooked a rib where you're, um. Dabbing it with the sauce like you did the chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the char-grilling ribs will do like that. When you bring yeah. them back on char-grill, that's kind of how you do that. You see, sauce them up, cook them, flip them, sauce them up. Yeah. I like those. I like that flavor. They get a good charred flavor. Yes. They really do. That's what anybody asks about reheating ribs. I point them in the direction of a char- yeah. char-grilled ribs. Oh, you know, one of my favorite recent uh, 4th of July's? We went, I don't remember what we were doing. I guess Michael was out of town with my parents. <laughs> but Ben Pickle called us up and said, hey, y'all want to go see Mark Chestnut? He's playing playing on Bill Street. Free concert. Free concert. So we loaded up. And it was one of those times where we were planning to have a kid or planning something. And, they, yeah. you know, the plan, our plans changed. Yeah. We had The afternoon was wide open. It was the best 4th of July. We said, Sure. We went down there. They strutted on Mark Chestnut out there with <laughs> the cowboy hat on. I was drinking them big-ass beers on Bill Street. Sang every song with Mark Chestnut. I mean, I knew. He knew them all. He played. If he played, he had four number one hits albums, I'd bet. Because he, he played all of them. That was the best time. And sounded as good as he did I'll the first what, time I heard it. It made me want to go on tour with him and follow him around. <laughs> like they used to do the Grateful Dead. <laughs> And I didn't know I was a big Mark Chestnut fan, but he, all of them were he good. He turned me. That was a that was an awesome Fourth of July. I Mark Chestnut play a free show on Bill Street. 
unexpectedly. There wasn't very many people that say it. It wasn't like it was a crowd. I think Shane Rickett was there with us. <laughs> <laughs> we ran into Bob and Shooter. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, it was a good little crowd it for was, a free but show. But it wasn't but too crowded. It wasn't crowded. No. You could get to the... Beer the line, bathrooms and the, the beer line, the little beer team. Mark Chestnut was right there if you wanted to walk up and shake his hand. <laughs> he would like, and he probably would have. He, oh, yeah. He told his life story, man, how hard it was. He'd been an alcoholic. He did? He was still out there doing that. it. You don't remember all that? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. He still wanted to drink beer. Does he? He said he did. I don't know. I don't know him personally. I'd like to meet him. It's one of my heroes. Now. Didn't even know it. <laughs> Mark Chestnut. That was a great little unexpected Fourth July 4th it treat. It was. I think he wrote Friends in Low Places. He did. Brooks sings it. He also wrote that Aerosmith song um, from Independence Day movie. Never Gonna Miss a Thing or yeah, whatever. Is that yeah. the name of the song? What song? I think that's it, though. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> he sung it. He did. How many years is that? That's probably been six, seven years ago, wasn't it? It's been a while. No. It's probably been like eight. Yeah. Man. Michael was very little. Yeah. Where's the time go? We won and watched the fireworks that night. Mm-hmm. Good times. But that's about it. Fourth of July, man. I hope everybody has a good one. What? This, uh, what else you got to talk about? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <I'm> pretty- <laughs> you got to want to go listen to Mark Chestnut. And get I the know. Drink beers. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's, it's a Thursday. So... What the thing that most people like to July Fourth? They want to cook. You're saying chicken, ribs, probably number one. Ribs number one. Whole hog. No, well, I mean There's that's a big that undertaking. Always wants to do a whole you can hog. do them, off, man. You know it's really a bad time of year to do whole hogs. Why? Because the temperatures. I mean, you have to worry. You, you got to so think about outside. it. I mean, you got to think about it. Whole hogs big, so you really need to proper keep it properly cooled. And then when you get it out and work on it, you got a shorter window with as hot as it is with that thing getting hot to get it on the grill. You're setting yourself up. I mean, yeah, you're going to cook it a long time, but it's just to me, July 4th is not a good time to cook a pig. Yeah. I like doing that in spring and the fall when it's not as hot, not as many flies, but, and then, you know, you think you're around the grill. So stuff that cooks a little bit faster. Seems more make more sense on Fourth of yeah. July to me. I think that's why chicken and ribs are real popular that time of year. Well, when, if I was gonna put a butt on, I'd cook it overnight and let see, it roll that night. I, we've been getting a lot of questions here lately of people saying, um, "I want to serve pulled pork or you know a big meat, yeah, typically pulled pork on July Fourth, but I don't want to have to do the overnight cook." And someone actually asked you today. To someone actually asked today, "Can I cook it halfway? Stop mm, it? No, I wouldn't do that. I know." That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I would not. I mean, I have Why? never tried it. I would think that it would definitely mess the texture up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've done started, you know, you're getting it to the point where it wants to render fat, and then you're going to stop it, and then you're going to try to bring it back up there. I just don't think that's a good idea at all. I mean, you're. I've noticed anytime you have fluctuations then, in temperature. Well, see, the one, then what the you got to do. Yeah, up. then you got to cool it back down to get it in the safe zone. Then you got to put it in the refrigeration. And then you're bringing it back up through all that. That's just setting it up for failure. The time it would you do take, better to re. It'll do better to cook it all the way through one day. Yeah. Let it cool. Get it in the refrigerator hole, and then warm it back up when you're ready to serve it and pull it. That or go ahead and pull it when it's done. If you got a vacuum sealer, vacuum seal it, and then bring it back in a pan of water, or just warm it up on the grill in the bag. You know, not not grill it in the bag, but warm it up. One thing that I just thought about, and I hadn't thought about before, but the act of getting an eight to ten pound butt cooled back all the way down 
refrigerated and then brought back up to just room temp. You know, yeah, when you're ready yeah, to cook yeah. it, the, the time it would take to take a cold butt and get it back it's up. It's been a on way too long. Yeah. Unless you had. But like, I mean, it would add, I mean, it'd take you a couple hours just to get it back up to the 160 that you pulled it off at. Oh, yeah. It'd take a while to get it. It's yeah. not going to go. I mean, I don't, I don't, that's not, I've never tried it. So I really can't say, hey, don't do it. I don't know. But I wouldn't suggest it. That's not, you're, you're, I think that it would be a lot better. Go ahead and cook it fully, holding it whole or they're pulling it and then reheating it. Yep. I like to pull it, take it off the pit, pull it. Cause we do this a lot with catering. Yeah, we do it a ton. You know, different things. Um, we pull it, taste it. <laughs> if it needs a little sauce, needs a little Adjust salt, it. make that pulled pork taste good, mm-hmm. package it up, put it in your refrigerator, and then you're ready to go the next day. How do you reheat it? Best you way, got pulled pork in your fridge. The best way, if I've got it vacuum sealed, I'm dropping it in some warm water. Yeah. Not just boiling water. I just want warm water and then bring it back up slow like that. I mean, if you if you put it in real boiling water, chances of that seal breaking is more. That's happened to me. <laughs> but if you put it in warm water, you know, not. So, like, get it to a boil, turn it off. Yeah. And let it kind and then of. Put that, and then put that bag in there, submerge it, and let it sit there and warm up. It's going to absorb like a lot 15, of that heat pretty fast. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. Or what I have done is took the bag and then put that bag in an aluminum pan, covered that pan in full, and stuck it back in there and warmed it up that way. Or just dump it out in a pan, cover it in saran wrap and full. You can there's a, oh, there's a bunch of different ways to warm it up. Yeah, I've noticed that if we leave it in the vacuum seal bag to reheat, yeah. the juices seem to it's, stay better. I've had it taste just as good as it did when we pulled it mm-hmm. that way by yeah. leaving it in that bag, putting it in a pan, covering that pan. And then, I mean, you can't put that bag on the grate. You don't melt the heck out of it. But if it's in that pan, it's shielded, it's going to take those higher temps. I mean, you know, we're not reheating it at 400 degrees either. No, my oven's usually at 250. Yeah, 250. It's a lower, and I'm letting it go 45 minutes, yeah. yeah. 45 hour. hour, Depending. Yep. You just want it back to 140 to serve. Yeah. So you don't, it's not like you have to do it a long time, but you got to get it back up to safe temp. And what I'll do is... What happened to me this last time is I was kind of being rushed for time, and um, I I'd had it in there. I'd, I'd taken my vacuum-sealed bag, put it in my um, half pan, covered that with foil, threw it in the oven at 225 or whatever. Um, it had been there 45 minutes, and when I cut it open and poured it into the pan, it wasn't as warm as I liked, so I just covered it back in full, threw it back in, it like mm-hmm. you know, kicked it up to say five, and three, then let and it, get it, let it heat done. up. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was crunched for time at that point. Mm-hmm. People were... Hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of pushed it at the end, but it was still just as good. I've even, we've even put it in our like electric roasting uh, serving pans, you know, yeah. those big, put it in there and just put that on warm with some water down in the bottom of it and let it warm it up slow in that. Yeah. Those work great for serving. As long could as you do a crock pot. You could, you could, you could put it in theoretically. I mean, you're not cooking it. You're just keeping it warm in it. So yeah, yeah you could definitely do it. You want to, if you're going to do that. Make sure you had some some of the renderings that was cooked out of it to put back in there, or, apple or juice. add a little apple I don't juice like or something. Those renderings, I think they give it a bad flavor. But they can, depending. Yeah. You need to taste them. That, yeah. You really do because you never know what it's going to taste like. I've learned that that yeah. um, pouring too much of the rendered juice yeah. back into some pulled pork to save it in the best option. It really, it really just it's needs a little like, moisture. Yeah, and a lot of times that's vinegar sauce or a little extra barbecue sauce mm, thinned down or apple sauce. juice. Yeah, or apple juice. Or a combo of the two. Yeah. I, one thing I just thought of that we've never tried before is maybe turning a crock pot on high and throwing a vacuum sealed bag in the crock pot. See what it does. Yeah. They're See made for it. You know, those those crock pot liners stay in there fine. Yeah. 
You know, that's a good idea. And throwing it in the crock pot and letting it heat up in the bag. In the bag, so it's not like getting air. Yeah. See, that's the big thing about keeping the air off of it as it reheats. It doesn't dry it out, so it keeps a lot of its natural moisture. Keeps that heat in there. Mm -hmm. So that's the best option for reheating pulled pork or brisket. So brisket, you cook it fully, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to stop brisket, and then definitely not. I would cook it, and I did one for, you know, some guys to take to hunting camp. I do them all the time. I'll vacuum seal them whole. I got one of these big chamber vac, or not a chamber vac, but it's like a, what do you call it? It's not a chamber vac, but it's just a really Lesson, good, really vacuum good vacuum sealer. sealer. Yeah, it's got this little but gate that comes up. But we the cheap food saver ones yeah, for to this too. But this one will take the bigger 15 inch rolls and you can do a slide the whole pan, brisket and all in there. And the vacuum sealer will do it with the expanded bags, but you have to have those big gusseted ones to make it do it. The food saver brand one. But you keep the brisket in the pan and see in the you juice. can save that juice. That juice is I delicious. I seal it all in there. Yeah. And then when they take it out, all they got to do is reheat it, slice it. It's Man, it's, it's almost – it's probably sometimes I've even had them say it's better than when it comes <laughs> off. I don't know what it is about by the time it cools off. And redistribute. And it gets super tender and the moisture gets back in it and probably vacuum sealing it, sucking some of that. Because I suck it down tight, you know. It's pulled all – it's trying to pull that moisture out of that bag. So everything's just – Suck it. Oh, man. It's it's good. Yeah. Brisket is one of the better. It reheats as good as pork. It really does. It does. People probably don't. I wonder. I bet there's a lot of restaurants out there that serve reheated brisket like that. Well, you know, most of those people. Right off the top of my head you know, most of those guys that are doing all these briskets every day are getting those briskets off, you know, 11, 12 at night, and they're holding them in that Alto Sham, mm-hmm. like at 140 all so night. Good. And they're so Yeah, so and they're juicy. And la- they're leaving them in that Alto Sham wrapped in that butcher paper mm-hmm. and just – Stacking them in pans, probably wrapping it in plastic wrap and full, and yep. letting it sit there and just mellow out mm-hmm. and get good. And when they pull it off, it's still nice and warm. It's jiggly. Mm-hmm. And when they throw that brisket down, and it, it just jiggles everywhere. <laughs> so real quick, <laughs> let's talk about what we had for dinner last night. Oh yeah. Oh oh, ribeye tacos. So I, I my uh, Waylon went fishing. He went uh, over in Arkansas. Went trout fishing with some buddies from work last week and he was he wanted to take some he always takes some uh meat the guys do the sides and he brings some meat usually you know a lot of times i'll cook it for him and he wanted to do something different so i said man let's do a whole ribeye you know those guys you never took that over there and he's like yeah they love it and so i was like go get one you know kroger wherever it doesn't have to be anything super special but i'll do it and he said man all they got's a bone in one i said well bring it i'll cut it off the bone trim it up tie it up cook it and I did that vacuum sealed it and it was good to go well, I cooked the bones too. You know, well, I cut you, off, you cut off that big piece of bones. Like, what are you fixing to do with those yeah. bones? Can you season those up and throw them on yep. the pit too? And so I seasoned them on and did them. Man, this ticking thing keeps popping out my ear. But uh, put them on the pit right beside the ribeye. And it, I just, when the ribeye was done, it was done about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But I just let them bones keep cooking until they were about 205 degrees. I just, the with my probe would go, yeah. Cause I mean, I let, you know, there's some meat on them. There's definitely meat yeah. on them. Yeah. And I, the probe was just gliding in it and I was like, Oh, there's nothing there. I mean, a lot of it's fat cause it had the tail meat on it, you know, and I pulled it off and just let it cool. What well, I let it sit for probably an hour and a half on the counter covered in full and then I put gloves on and went in there and just shredded it. And pulled the bones out, got all that meat in between them, worked it off, took out the fat, took out the gristle. And I probably had, I don't know, was it a pound or two of meat? Probably. Yeah. Shredded meat. And it was. It was a larger Tupperware container full. And mostly it was, full. It was really, really close to like beef cheek meat that we had out in, in Matt's. 
and it was just rich. And I'd seasoned it up, you know, really good. It was really good eating it hot and fresh. Oh yeah, just like know, that. It tastes like it. It was the best steak taco you ever ate. So we put it in the fridge and then reheated it with taco and did cilantro and onion and all I, pico. All I did to reheat it is I just took it out and put it in a a skillet. Yeah. And just let it reheat, you know. But when I did dump it out, you, there was a lot of white flecks around it, you know, because the, it, fat and, it congealed back yeah, up. Yeah. So it was a lot of fat in it because you were worried it was going to be dry. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. looking at it, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's dried out, but. Mm. I threw it back in there and let it get hot. Let that. I'm gonna be looking <laughs> next time I do prime ribs. I'm definitely buying the bone in and taking it off myself and saving them just for tacos because <laughs> it was it was simple and it made the best. I, th- I mean, we had awesome. we chopped some cilantro, some red onion, we had some pico, um, a little Valentina. I, yeah, a little Valentina. You had some ponchos, mm-hmm. green. You made some Mexican yum yum. <laughs> Valentina and blue plate. <laughs> I didn't try that, by the way. <laughs> it was not good to be. I only did that on the last one. I didn't like <laughs> go out the gate with that. It was one. good, man. That was I was I'm. I tell you what, I'll it's be safe to say some of the best beef tacos I ever ate. <laughs> I don't know what the it's cost really would be good. making ribeye tacos, but man, it was better than chuck roast. You know, you take a chuck mm-hmm. roast and cook it. It kind of looked like chuck roast. A little bit, shredded ch- chuck yeah, roast. yeah. You know, when but I it had more. It had. That ribeye textured yes. flavor to it. Yes. And um, the only thing, I, and I told you that last night, was if we had had a slight, to, to me, a slice of avocado on there would have been. Oh, yeah. That would have been really good. With Perfect. It. Squeeze but a lime, But we've stumbled maybe. on a new recipe. Yep. It was really good. <laughs> and I suggest everybody running out and trying that. <laughs> Next time. Ribeye you- taco. <laughs> Could you take just a ribeye, a cheaper ribeye? Mm-hmm. You know, and I smoke it. I've never cooked a ribeye that long to yeah. see if it would. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, it would eventually get to the point where it shreds. You know, you take the chuck roast and it's up in front of the ribeye. Yeah, could get long enough to where it shreds. That ribeye is going to shred too. Yeah, just like a two or three pound piece of ribeye, cheaper ribeye, not like saying, not like just, do some prime or anything like no, that. No, 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 you got to go like the some, cheap. Yeah, the stuff they put on sale for five ninety nine a yes. pound. Or just yeah. the ribeyes nobody's bought that are, don't have the marble in. That yeah. are, like you said, yeah, five yeah. ninety nine a pound. Could you buy a couple if of those? If they was already cutting the steaks, it probably wouldn't do as good. It wouldn't do as good. But if you could get a piece of it, you know. Chunk. I'm going to try it. I'm really going to try it. That'd be a good I'll be keeping an eye out for like a, a select ribeye or something cheap on sale mm-hmm. and then try that with it and see. And then with the meat, you could just do that for like, mm-hmm. so you could slice it we'll real, real thin. we these up or something. We'll figure it try out. Trying a new headset. And they ain't, we'll yeah. figure it out. But you distracted me. You could I definitely thought. do that. You could definitely do that. We'll figure that one out. That's a good recipe to share. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Well, um, any July Fourth tips? Get some watermelons, ice cold. Get you some fresh corn. Don't oh, we pour, forgot to don't pour your corn. vodka in your watermelon. No, that wastes too good things. Yeah, my dad taught me that a long time ago, son. You just went and messed up two perfectly good things. <laughs> Remember when he told us that? Yeah. We were, we were, that was another 4th of July. We were having a big pool party. It was a Killer Hogs pool party at Wayland's house. I didn't think that was 4th of July. I thought it was like Memorial Day or I Labor Day. I think it was Day. closer to 4th of July. Because we had watermelon. That's true. Yeah. We had we'd fried fish and had everybody over there. That was just a long time ago. I wouldn't have. We stuck a, stuck a vodka bottle in a watermelon. Yeah. Thought it was good. It wasn't. It wasn't. It just ruins two good things. Mm-hmm. Drink the vodka. Eat the watermelon. So, 
But no, that's that's about all my tips. I don't I mean you about, know, fire um, the grill up, enjoy it, be safe out there for popping fireworks. And remember why we celebrate Fourth of July. Thankful for our independence and that we're able to put some smoke in the air. There you go. Happy Fourth of July, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great Fourth of July. Yeah, I hope everyone has a good one. Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, That's right. and YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell at Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you all in two weeks.